Blog Talk Radio. Moments 
that I'll ever know were once upon a long time ago. show with that song and I uh, like to read the eastern version of that song and I'm trying to uh, get the melody to play in the background but I haven't thought that one out yet or got a, a program that uh, I can uh, I can do that remove the uh, the verbiage and put this that we put instead Eastern Airlines once there was a neighborhood street Mail planes, silver planes, and airplane seats. A house full of love, a great place to grow old, once upon a long time ago. If I could only go back again to Eastern Airlines and all of my friends, once upon a long time ago. I'll never fly off to Neverland, I'll never travel in time. All I can do is the best I can, go there in my mind. I would feel safe with people I know. So I close my eyes, imagine I'm there, Eastern Airlines and people who care. Hot summer nights and the cold winter snow from once upon a long time ago. I smile as I look back at all the roads I crossed, traveling down memory lane. But without all those that I've loved and lost, life is not the same. For all the Eastern good times I can recall, to all those I've loved, God bless you all. The happiest moment that I'll ever know was once upon a long time ago. And that's what we try to do every Monday is go back through memory lane, as we can refer to it, as the song does, and travel down memory lane, of course, our memory lane. Uh, among all the memories that uh, we have in a lifetime, one of the great ones that I have, and all those that listen to the show, I'm sure, and all of our hosts with us today is Eastern Airlines. So that's mostly the topic that we present on the Monday night shows, or the Monday afternoon shows, excuse me. We do have a show. Uh, Our guest host today, I see on the board, and I want to say, Chuck, I'll turn the microphone to each one as I go. Chuck Albright, who lives in the villages. Hello, Chuck. How you doing? We got some great weather. Come on down. <laughs> What's the population in the villages now, Chuck? About 140,000 people. Oh, my word. Catching up and about Jackson, this time though. every year, the snowbirds usually go home. There are about 35,000 people go home. But they don't wow. seem to be going home too soon. They all think that uh, it's better to stay here in the village than to go back to New York or somewhere up there that's uh, crowded. Well, also, Chuck, you have a lot of eastern people that have retired in the villages, Florida, right? Yes, we do. 
I, uh, I looked them up um, on in the um, telephone directory, and um, then I went to another place they have where you can find out about their their backgrounds. You know, they have like little bios, and there's close to 50 people that I I, I can I identify. Can yeah, identify with either yeah. they are the Easter employee or their spouses. Uh, still surviving from an Eastern employee. Yeah. Well, I've got uh, Jim Holder, who lives over in uh, the Conyers area. Hello, Jim, close to Atlanta. Yes, hello, hello from Conyers. Probably about 40,000 people here, I think, give or take a... How far is Conyers from Atlanta? About 30 miles, about east 30 miles. We're in the country. We're not in the country like we used to be, but it's, we're still in the country. Is Covington uh, out your way, or is it in another direction? About 10 miles further east, right off I-20. Okay. okay. So <clears throat> you have the interstate uh, headed to Conyers. Uh, how would you get to the airport? Oh, I would take a strawberry shortcut up through Decatur <laughs> and hit the 285. And come roared around behind the underneath the airport and come right into the parking lot, thirty seven miles. All right. All right. Very good. Yeah, wish One you way. could do it again. Wish you could do it again, oh, right? Lord, Jim? Yes. God, do it in yes. a second. Do it in a second. And, and now I know it doesn't take uh Al Jenkins very long to get to the airport. How long was your ride when you worked at at Eastern Jim uh, or Al? Oh, about twenty minutes. Wow. That is fast. Man, <laughs> yeah. You know, I live, when I first got to Atlanta with Eastern, I lived out in Ben Hill area. You guys know where Ben Hill is? I did, too, out there west of Greenbrier. That's right. That's right. Exactly. There was seven Eastern towns on our street. Yeah, it didn't seven. take us long to get to the airport either in those days. Yeah, I know it. Zippity-doo. Yeah. <laughs> and then we've got uh, Bill Kennedy. How are you doing, Bill? Oh, I'm doing fine. And you're way up there, so it'd take you a while to get to the airport, wouldn't you, in Georgia? Uh, yes, I don't ever go to the airport anymore. But it, I would say about two hours. Two hours from Blairsville, Georgia, right? Beautiful city of Blairsville. Uh, yeah, I, maybe a little bit less, but... Roughly about two hours. How far is Blairsville from, uh, what's the highest point in Georgia? That's Brasstown Ball. Yes. Yep. How far are yeah, you from there? Is, I live about, uh, oh, I guess about five or six miles from Brasstown Ball. Oh, man, beautiful part of the country. Gorgeous part. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, it's cool up there in the hills, too, in the mountains, I should say. Right? Oh, Every yes. morning you it's, wake up, it's probably in the 40s, right, about now? Ah, uh, yeah. Right, well, right now, the thermometer says it's 82 degrees. Oh, you're just like we are here in Jacksonville. <laughs> I'll stay here. Uh, but it is beautiful up there. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful mountains. Okay, Folks, uh, before we get into our program, which we're going to talk about uh, those associations uh, that uh, have kept the name of Eastern Airlines alive and the legend uh, going forward and uh, 
some of them are still with us and some of them have uh, ceased operations but uh, I'm going to play a song that, that I've selected one of my favorite uh, recording artists because it's a group known as the Bee Gees and I'm going to start off with my favorite Bee Gees song and then we'll chat a little bit more about uh, the associations representing Eastern employees Starring which actor? 
John Travolta. John Travolta. And before we play our next uh, BG song, I'm going to ask uh, uh, Chuck to give us a little information about the BGs. But first of all, we want to start off our show by talking about some of the organizations that were founded and uh, for uh, for retirees, those people leaving Eastern Airlines employment and retiring mainly. And I think one of the first ones, one of the oldest ones, if not the oldest, was the Silverliners. And that group has uh, been around since the 70s, I believe. And uh, I think there were three flight attendants that started the uh, club or the association, probably around a lunch, a luncheon, and put together what is now, uh, I mean, it is really uh, growing now so that the Silverliners are representing uh, flight attendants from, all, I think, over 50 major airlines uh, around the world. So it's great that uh, they have done so well. And I was talking to Jim Holder right before the show because he was the editor of uh, Repartee, and I'm going to let him tell us a little bit about uh, REPA in just a minute. But uh, <clears throat> I was telling him about the magazine that I, I just joined the organization as an affiliate member, and I got a magazine in the mail the other day that uh, Brenda Shabo is the uh, editor, and uh, she did a fantastic job, uh, Jim Holder. Uh, you, yeah, I, I think I'm going to send you, I'm going to buy you a copy and send it to you and see, show you how well <laughs> it, it's put together. She's done a magnificent job. And uh, so at any rate, uh, I've got one of those callers that uh, robocalls. We always have them. And, but at any rate, there, the, the magazine is just full of stories by flight attendants from all different airlines. It's, it's a fascinating uh, magazine with color all through it. It's, it's, it's all color. And I remember when Repartee, Jim, as editor, you, you got color, and I, I had color when I was the editor. And before me was uh, Bill, Bill Malone, and, and he was black and white all the way to the founding of the uh, Retired Eastern Pilots Association. But I want to read one of the stories, that, uh, that and then I'm going to let Jim talk a little bit about REPA. But here's a story by, by uh, Carol. Her maiden name was Parker, Carol Peel. And she's a member of uh, the Silverliners Atlanta chapter. And she had been with Eastern, ASA, that's Atlantic Southeast Air, Delta Airlines, Air Train, or Air Tran, and Southwest Airlines. And she'd been based in Miami, Atlanta, Dallas, Fort Worth, Denver, uh, Denver and Baltimore with all the airlines that she was with. But her little article in here was, my first Barbie charm school was with Eastern Airlines in 1968 at the Miami Springs Villas. I was based first in Miami and then transferred to Atlanta where I stayed until the demise of Eastern. In 2000, the skies beckoned me once again, so I went to work for a small commuter airline, Atlantic Southeast. My second charm school experience. I only stayed with ASA for a short time, going with Delver from 2000 to 2003 when I was furloughed. Since it looked like the furlough would be for an extended time, it actually would have been four and a half years. So in 2003, 
I signed on to fly with Air Tran and another charm school. Flying for Air Tran was really enjoyable as it was a small startup and we all felt like family. Air Tran was bought by Southwest Airlines in 2013 and I continued to fly with them until last year when I finally took the Southwest buyout offer which was very generous. My retirement date was August 31st, 2020, 52 years after my first charm school training. The difference in training from 1968 when I started with Eastern and 2013 when I went with Southwest in many ways reflected the changes in the way women were perceived within the workplace. In 1968, a lot of time was spent on appearance, how to walk, how to sit, makeup, and hairstyles, along with your safety training. In 2013, the main focus was hands-on safety training for all types of situations. The most dramatic and traumatic trip I flew was when I was with Eastern, the morning after the crash of Flight 401. I had a turnaround from Miami to LaGuardia. We were told that on the flight from LaGuardia, we would be carrying the family members of the passengers that were on 401. Some of the family members knew their loved ones were survivors. Others were not aware of what fate had befallen them. It was heartbreaking and heart-wrenching. It was a heartbreaking and heart-wrenching flight and a memory that has stayed with me ever since. I love my decades as a flight attendant, and I, and I now wear my five sets of wings on my heart. It's stories like that that make up this magazine, and I encourage all the people that listen to our radio show to think about joining the Silver Liners, even though you're not a flight attendant. I recently joined. Uh, Mike Scott, another host that we have on the radio show, joined up. And uh, it, it's just worth the two magazines that come uh, and also uh, events that happen and newsletters in between. So it's a great organization. They have, like I said, over 50 airlines around the world and lots of stories by those members uh, appear in these magazines. I wish we had the ink, Jim Holder that Brenda has in putting this magazine together. And you almost had to beg people to write a story. I don't know if that was your problem, Jim, when you were the editor. Yeah, it was. Thank yeah. goodness a few people came through for me. Yeah. And we usually had to go out and interview people for, for our articles, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, I had Virgil Tedder came to my house along with uh, a few others. But most of the time, I was chasing them down. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was fun still putting this thing together, and and now there is no magazine for the retired Eastern group. I'm gonna play a, another BG song, and then I'm gonna let you tell us about the uh, Reaper membership and the Reaper organization, Jim. So here's another one. Now this one is also I can still see on the Budweiser commercial. The ants <laughs> carrying that bottle of beer and singing this BG song. Oh, 
Halsey Mercy. If you don't rock and roll to that song, I don't think there's any kind of music around that uh, makes your body want to move. And uh, I'm going to let uh, uh, Chuck tell us a little bit about the Bee Gees in just a minute. But I want to hear Jim Holder talk to us about uh, the Retired Eastern Pilots Association. Jim, you got our attention. Okay, and I got to tell you, those two songs brought back memories to me because I was a brand spanking new 727 captain based in Boston when all of that stuff came about. And uh, I was just reliving, oh, man, I was tall, slender, good-looking, lot of hair, you know what I mean. <laughs> now look at me. Anyhow, the tired, retired Eastern Pilots Association, REPA, had its beginning in October 1971. The original name was the Eastern Retired Pilots Association, ERPA. Captains E.M. Taylor and L.C. Transu, that's Lou Transu, approached Eastern President Frank Borman on how he felt about starting an association of retired pilots. Colonel Borman was interested in the idea, and he pledged the full support corporation of the company. Both Captains Taylor and Transu were well below the retirement age at the time. A telephone campaign was begun, which resulted in about 20 retired Eastern pilots meeting in Captain E.M. Taylor's living room to discuss the plan. All were in favor of starting up as soon as possible. Copies of the American Airlines retired pilots, known as the Gray Eagles, and United retired pilots, known as RUPA, bylaws were reviewed. From these and from other suggestions by those attending the meeting, the first bylaws of the Eastern pilots retired Eastern Pilots Association were written. About three weeks after that first meeting, the first convention, 1971, was held at the Sheridan Royal Biscayne Hotel in Key Biscayne, Florida. Through the help of Mr. Charles Simon, Eastern Vice President, the hotel was lined up, arrangements were made for transportation and for entertainment for the convention. All this was done in record time. They were in a hurry. There were about 130 members present at the first business meeting of that first convention and about 310 members, wives, and company guests that attended the final night banquet. Captain Eddie Rickenbacker, the grand old man of Eastland, was named the first honorary life member. And Paul Foster was elected to be the first of many, many, many reaper presidents. Over the years, many conventions were held, most in the eastern and southern parts of the United States, although a few were held out west. For many years, our conventions were very well attended with hundreds of attendees, including many wives, who always had a ladies' luncheon with appropriate entertainment. Probably the best attended uh, ladies' luncheon was in 2011 when guest speaker was Alton Brown, the TV cookmaster. I guess we've all seen him on television. Uh, and many of the guys, and I was one of them, found their way into the ladies' luncheon, including, uh, I guess it was 30 of us. And they even had chairs <laughs> waiting for us, and Alton Brown put on a good show. And for many years, we had golf and tennis tournaments with prizes and trophies for the winners. And I think I was on a winning team once or twice myself because I had good guys playing golf, not me. And our last night banquets <laughs> usually had some great speakers. In Nashville in 2003, we even had a astronaut, but it wasn't Frank Foreman. It was Rick Chappell, and he gave us a first-hand account of what it was like up there. 
And later in 2006, in Chattanooga, your friendly reporter, that's me, presented a 40-minute power slide show with music called As Time Goes By. And this was followed in 2008 at Charleston by another show that I created. They were calling me Cecil B. D. Holder by then. It was <laughs> Eris Two, which is, in Spanish, It Is You, a love song of the 70s. Later on in Savannah, Jim Gardner was the president, and he asked that I present, as time goes by again, as many had it missed it the first time. And I must tell you, I, I put that on for the Silver Falcons and many other groups for that show, and uh, everybody seemed to like it. I learned a lot doing that. Anyhow, in 2015, we had the Reaper Convention in Birmingham, where one of the highlights was the first live broadcast of the Eastern Radio Show. That's what we're on today, from somewhere other than Neil Holland's home. Remember that, Neil? <laughs> I do remember that, and I had you to back all, me up. <laughs> yes, I tried my best. And, you know, it came to end with the 48th, 48th Convention, which was in 2018, which was again held at the Francis Marion Hotel located in Charleston, North Carolina. And it was thought, and it turned out to be fact, that this would be the last Reaper convention as we had come to know it for the past 47 years. We did have a larger attendance uh, than the past Peace conventions for that one. And guess what? We had another live Eastern radio show, this time from the lobby of the hotel and there yeah. at the hotel in Nashville, uh, Charleston. I'm getting confused here. There at the last convention, an auction of Eastern memorabilia was held at the Buff Buffet, and we had won $170, got $170 for that stuff, and we raised it and donated it to Captain O.A. Fish's South Mountain Christian Count for teenagers. There was a lot of interest in the cash raffle. We told them this was the last one, and we had a goal of $1,000, and we actually sold $1,045, and we had a lot of winners uh, at the banquet that night, for sure, a lot of winners. And also at the final convention, a special award was given to Captain Lee Johnson. You know Lee, Neil, yeah. for supplying, yeah. listen to this, over 3,000 convention photographs for, for possible inclusion in the Repartee magazine, and I know you used a lot of them, and I used a lot of them. Yeah. And he got a nice plaque, and I thanks. And our banquet entertainer that last convention was Mr. Jim Gossett. Uh, he was an impressionist. You hear him on WSB radio in Atlanta all the time. He's a comedian. He's, uh, he, he can talk like a lot of John Wayne and all these other guys that are long gone. You think he's calling in the WSB. And we thank <laughs> former president Jim Gardner for getting Mr. Gossett as our final convention speaker. And to cap out, cap off, listen close, guys. At our last convention, Captain Neil Holland was inducted into the Reaper Hall of Fame, and he damn sure deserved it. And thank uh, you. that's about all. That's about all I got to say. Well, Jim, I think you've got a, a reunion. You're calling that now uh, in Atlanta. When in September? Well, uh, that may or may not occur. We did oh. have uh, a reunion a uh, year before last, and we didn't have anything last year. And we called it a reunion because it was only two nights, and we didn't have a lot of the stuff that we used to have, you know, 
golf and all that. And now whether that happens again or not, I don't know. Now we're having we're starting up our Atlanta Tuesday first Tuesday of uh, each month Atlanta Reaper luncheons, which we stopped having because of the COVID. And Johnny Steinmetz, the president of uh, Reaper. Uh, is going to come there, and we're going to. I'm going to sit down and talk with him about what we could do, should do, or might do as far as another reunion in uh, August or September. And Jim, that will be we'll be having that discussion on uh, the 8th of uh, June. Jim, this uh, luncheon that uh, when is it, when is the next one? Have you set a date? You probably just mentioned it, and I didn't follow. Yes. Up. June 8th, June 8th at uh, Piccadilly, just southwest of the Atlanta airport, right off Old National Highway, and it opens can, at 11 o'clock, and, and we show up. Can anyone come to it, any Eastern people Lord, other than yes, pilots Lord, and all? Yes, any, any, uh, we, we have a lot of people that aren't Eastern pilots. We have flight attendants come. We have wives come. We've had people that just are friends of an Eastern pilot come. And we have had sure. some really good speakers over the years. Uh, we've had uh, uh, Colonel Waddell, who was shot down and spent over five years as a POW in North Vietnam. I mean, uh, well, I don't know if it's North or not, but but uh, he was one of our speakers. We've had uh, all kind of good speakers, and my son Mike put on a great show about what happened in him in the war and the first uh, – Iraq War. Yeah. And uh anybody can come. We will let anybody come in. Okay, well, I'm I'm telling I'm telling uh I'm telling first of all Al Jenkins, Al, you ought to travel down there and get some food and listen to him. Just introduce yourself to Jim Holder. Yeah, yeah come See on. what he oh, looks yeah. like We've uh, had, since he you, yeah, he we, claims <laughs> to be once once before slim and handsome. But uh and full head of hair. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, also Bill, oh. you come down from the mountains and uh, come to the uh, come to the meetings uh, there. I yeah. wish I were closer. I'd certainly be there. Yeah. Man, and, we've uh, had mechanics. Uh, we've had flight attendants. Uh, well, we've had all kind of people come as guests. We uh, that's I, great. I can sit that's here great. And guest speakers. I mean, too. Yeah, great speakers. Well, over the years, uh, REPA at their conventions have had some uh, great speakers, like the original, the founder, the first, uh, the first uh, curator of the Smithsonian Institution was Paul Garber. Garber, I believe his last name was Dr. Paul Garber, mm-hmm. and he spoke at one of the conventions years ago. And and uh, Ernest Gann, the author is an honorary member along with uh, Captain Eddie. And uh, so it's a great organization, and I'm sorry that that um, it's it's coming coming to the end of the uh, runway. So at any rate, okay, now let's hear a little bit. I want you to give me just the first paragraph on Wikipedia, Chuck, about the Bee Gees before I play another BG song. All right, it's uh, it's right to the point. Uh, as we <laughs> all know, the BGs were a musical group and they formed in 1958. Uh, they were born on the Isle of Man during the 1940s. Uh, three 
give brothers. They they moved with their father to the uh, his, his hometown. It's it's called Charlton Com Hardy, and it's in Greater Manchester, England, in 1955. They formed a kind of a shuffle rock rock and roll group. They call themselves the Rattlesnakes, um, which obviously they changed later on. And it consisted, obviously, of Barry was on the guitar and vocals, and Robin and Maurice were vocals after that. So why don't you spin something, and we'll come back with some uh, more information. song. 
How deep is your love? You know, organizations like REPA, Silverliners, EARA, uh, and other organizations uh, or associations, there are some that not uh, as uh, often heard as the ones that we are featuring today. Uh, there are maintenance uh, groups that, especially in Atlanta, I think there's a group of mechanics that meet. I know there is a group in Miami that's very uh, active as far as uh, members of, of the maintenance departments and uh, forgot the name of it but they hold uh, conventions every year or either luncheons or whatever but EARA it represented the Eastern Airlines Retiree Association is one of the oldest ones and they put together a book and it's called The Wings of Man and the subtitle is The Story of Eastern Airlines as Told by Its People and the two that put this book together, a great friend of mine, Vito Borelli, who passed away about two years ago, I think, and Roland Moore, who now is a president of the remaining uh, corporation that uh, is the uh, EARA Incorporated. And I think there's only a board of directors and, uh, and Roland that has the Eastern Airlines Retiree Association, but so many years it represented the retired Eastern folks, uh, no matter what department you worked in with Eastern, uh, you could join this uh, organization. And I think most of the pilots and flight attendants, and maintenance guys and ramp people, all of them uh, were members. And uh, they they had a great newspaper that came out, I think. It was monthly for a while, and then t toward the end, it came out every two months. But they put out this book, The Wings of Man, and in January of 1991, Eastern Airlines was one, once among America's oldest and largest carriers, ceased its operations. And the book recalls some of Eastern's proud history, full of aviation first, of course, including the legendary air shuttle between New York, Boston, and Washington, then routes to Florida, the Caribbean, and Mexico, and the launching. As a matter of fact, a lot of folks don't know, but uh, Eastern going to Mexico from Atlanta made Atlanta an international airport. A lot of folks don't remember that, but we were an airliner first. And Eastern was the first to launch the 727, the 757, and the L-1011 TriStar and introduced the Airbus A300B, the world's first wide-bodied twin to the United States. And during its storied life, Eastern cared for numerous, carried, uh, cared for numerous celebrities aboard its famous, do you remember this, guys? Restaurant flights replete with Rosenthal China, laden with sumptuous food and accompanied by beverages. And the future president, John F. Kennedy, was photographed being boarded on a stretcher on an eastern constellation at Logan Airport, attended faithfully by eastern stewardesses. First Lady Jackie Kennedy chose eastern to fly to Acapulco with Babe Ruth and Muhammad Ali were frequent customers. The list is endless. And in 1973, President Richard Nixon awarded eastern service to the Caribbean Islands with its acquisition of Carabair, the airline 
created a luxury hotel affiliation with Lawrence Rockefeller in Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands through Rock Resorts. And in addition, Eastern laid the foundation for airport security as we know it today and supported troop movements during World War II in Vietnam. Eastern was the official airline of Walt Disney, Disney World. This book features many other significant events written by former employees and friends of the airline, joining together again to record for posterity their fond remembrances of the airline. Wonderful photographs, and they are great, from Eastern's archives, as well as those shared by those who wrote about their experiences with the airline, provide the perfect compliment. And Jim Holder, I read your article that uh, you contributed, and and um, great. So all there's some great stories here. There are among the more than 70 stories are recollections about the people who built Eastern, including Captain Eddie Rickenbacker, Floyd Hall, Captain Dick Merrill, Chief Financial Officer Charlie Simons, VP Rus- uh, Russell Ray, and President Sam Higginbottom. In addition, stories about Eastern's transition from props to the jet era, the fate brought on by deregulation, numerous hijackings and tragic accidents, including the first fatal accident of a wide-bodied airliner, Flight 401 in the Everglades. Also included are recollections of the inauguration of Eastern's Latin American and London routes. This book is dedicated to all those Eastern Airlines employees who, Despite the suffering caused by the often adverse adversarial relationships between the workforce and management during its last years, maintain such a high degree of camaraderie that retiree organizations such as EARA, REPA, and the Silverliners continue to thrive 25 years after the bitter shutdown of service. So I read this. The book is probably about uh, 10 years, maybe seven years old. Uh, I was there at uh, our reunion in Fort Lauderdale that uh, the radio show put together, and Vito and Roland Moore were there uh, giving out or handing out or selling. I say handing out because these are cocktail uh, uh, type of books. They, they, they look real pretty on a cocktail, and they're big with a dust color uh, cover. And so what I'm uh, saying today is I've got about 20 of these left, and if any of any of you folks listening would like to have one of these brand new issues of, I mean, in the box issues of the wings of man. I think Jim, you were one of my last ones that ordered one and I sent it to you. Uh, Chuck, I don't know if you have one and Al Jenkins, you may or may not have one. And uh, Bill, you may or not have one, but I highly recommend this book and I'm sending it to you uh, with postage paid for $25 if you would like to. Let's see how many pages in the book. There are 300 pages, I think, in the book. Beautiful pictures and beautiful stories uh, from all departments of Eastern Airlines. So now, how do you order? Pretty simple. Just uh, send me an email, and uh, I'll, I'll get one, and I'll trust that you'll send me a check for $25. And that will cover pretty much just the uh, – handling of the mail, but uh, these were given to me by the last president of EARA, Mike Zoll, Michael Zoll, and Michael, if you're listening, I hope you're well, and and um, 
thank you very much for giving me 25 of of uh, your uh, the wings of man that were left behind when the doors closed and the, uh, the EARA. So that's my story about EARA. Great organization over the years. They've uh, given us lots of things that uh, happened, happened, was happening to employees. Um, uh, first, what they did after Eastern, uh, what kind of jobs they held, uh, obituary uh, section there and and uh, letters that were sent in were all printed in that uh, keeping keeping in touch newsletter that was sent out. Okay, Chuck, tell us a little bit more about the BGs. Okay, um, as we said before, the, the trio was successful and uh, as a popular music group in the late 1960s all the way into the 70s, and later on, a prominent performers in the disco music in the mid-1970s. Group sang recognizable three-part harmony, and Robin, uh, with his clear lead voice and the uh, hallmark of the other two brothers, made earlier hits famous throughout the world.
danced to week to week, brought back the love we found trust, vowed we'd never give it up. Just a stepping stone to where we are, where we've been. Said we'd do it all again. Remember when? Remember when we said when we turned gray. When the children grow up and move away, we won't be sad, we'll be glad for all the life we've had, and we'll remember when. You know, this show is unscripted and unfiltered and plenty mistakes are made as I often refer to it as kitchen table radio and that was a mistake that was not a BG song who sang that song do you any of you remember remember when oh I love it though Randy, good was Randy, Randy Travis I believe it was singing mm. and um I meant to play Too Much Heaven by Bee Gees, but I, when I started that and re- heard the singer, I said, well, this that's what we do every Monday at this time is remember when. So just let it let it uh, turn on the on the turntable. And um it's great that we can use this time talking about Eastern and on Thursday night we talk about other things uh, Thursday evening at 7 p.m. So why don't you join us, uh, listeners? We do have listeners from around the world. And uh, I want to say hello to my friend in Slovakia, who every every week listens to both shows, this show and also to the Aviation News and History Radio Show Thursdays. So it's great to put these shows out. Uh, we're going to have in the future show on the Mac operation, and that's going to be a fun show. The military uh, uh, air command, uh, I think that's what Mac stands for, isn't it, guys? Airlift. Military airlift. Airlift. Okay, mm-hmm. airlift. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that and the type of airplanes flown. And I already got some great stories that people have sent me that uh, they'd like to share with us. And as a matter of fact, the gal that we had on last week who uh, turned at 98 years old, I believe this sometime this month, Peggy Goodrich, uh, also flew the MAC operations. And mm-hmm. so uh, we'll have a show here in July about the MAC, that, comp- that, um, that the airlines uh, gave to, the, uh, to our military. 
So, any anything you guys want to say before we go out of here with uh, Silver Wings? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. I want to tell you a good old Georgia boy thing that remember when. Alan Jackson. Alan Jackson. That's right. That's right. Good old, and by the way, good Jim, old Georgia boy. By huh? the way, I've been I've been talking with uh, Mike, your son. You have, and I've been uh-huh. trying to encourage him to come on the radio show, but he he tells me it's uh, it's a long way from where he is. <laughs> it's also <laughs> even, six hours even, different. <laughs> yeah, how many? Six. And Germany. Where where is that, or is that confidential information? Sort of, but it's uh, it's over <laughs> in Europe. It's over in Europe, and he's a colonel yeah. now, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Whoever thought it. Air Force Colonel. <laughs> but uh yeah, I'd love to have him on the show again. So he, I've been trying to He was to, one of our largest when he spoke at the at the Reaper luncheon, uh when he came back from the first of the war, you know, where he had that uh, rescue on top of the mountain of those helicopter guys that crashed. Fascinating. That's story. the largest and we had I think a hundred and thirty people then jammed into that Piccadilly restaurant to hear it. Wow. And did a wow. PowerPoint PowerPoint and everything. Wow. And I meant to ask you, you think we could uh strip out the video portion of uh the one that you put together at the conventions and uh or would it be a good audio uh the radio? Would it is it compatible uh, in other words? You, you talking about my two uh shows? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think it has to be audio visual. I mean, uh, yeah. it, it oh, wouldn't okay. make sense if you weren't looking at yeah. it. Yeah, all about right. About two hundred and fifty slides on both of them. Wow, wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, been great talking about Eastern again, and um, hope you guys will come back and join us again next next week, next Monday, if the creek don't rise. Yeah, Something like that. I think somebody yeah. said. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going out of here with Merle Haggard. And I'll see you next week or or whenever. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Everybody. Silver wings shining in the sunlight. Somewhere in flight, they're taking you away, leaving me lonely. Silver wings slowly fading out of sight. Don't leave me, I cry. Don't take that airplane ride But you locked me out of your mind Left me standing here behind Silver wings Shining in the sunlight Roaring engines Headed somewhere in They're taking you away, leaving me lonely.
fading out of sight Silver wings Shining in Taking you away and leaving me lonely. Silver wings slowly fading out of sight. Slowly fading out of sight. Take care, guys. We'll see you later. Okay, we'll we'll talk to you later. Bill, see you.